Thank you for downloading this episode of the 155 Podcast, the public records interview series of all candidates in Hamilton's 2018 municipal election. For more election coverage, visit thepublicrecord.ca where you can sign up for our City Hall newsletter. Episode 83, Stephen Rowe, running for City Councilor in Ward 3, recorded on September 17th, 2018. Stephen Rowe, you're running for City Councilor in Ward 3. Welcome to the Public Records, the 155 podcast. Thanks for having me, Joey. So firstly, tell us, who is Stephen Rowe? I've been a, a lifelong Hamiltonian. I married and moved to the Keith neighborhood about 25 years ago, where I've raised my family. I've been directly involved with the Keith neighborhood and the Keith community, as well as other communities throughout the ward and the city for over 20 years. I've got 25 years of international business and logistics experience, and I, where I've dealt with Governments of all level, large and small, and big and small corporations. I've overseen multi-million dollar budgets and just tried to bring all of that together in my candidacy today. Why are you running? For several reasons, but most of it is that uh, for the last several elections, I've been urged to run by, by my community, but it just wasn't time. I was raising my family. I was too busy at work, all sorts of other different excuses. But this time, I was urged to run as an alternative to our, our current city councilor. And unfortunately, just as I was getting ready to register, he decided that he wasn't going to run. So I backed off and thought, well, okay, maybe there'll be somebody better than me that will register. And all the time, I can, my community still kept urging me to run. They always pointed out that I seemed to have the unique balance of business acumen and community drive to actually make Ward 3 a better place. Do you live in Ward 3, yes or no? Yes. Does it matter if one lives in the community one seeks to represent? I've lived in Ward 3 for, oh, over 30 years. I, I really think it's important that you live in the ward to be able to understand both the challenges and the triumphs of the people that you hope to represent. How have you contributed to your community and our city? For the last 10 years, I've been on the executive committee of the Keith Neighborhood Hub. I've spent the last four of that being the chair. I've assisted in the formation of the Gibson and Lansdale Hub. I've worked alongside all of the other neighborhood associations in the ward and several else throughout the city. Prior to my time with the neighborhood hubs, I was also a, a founding board member of the Eva Rothwell Center. A resident group got together to buy the, the former Robert Land School, and we took the chance to turn it into a community resource for the community under the name of Eva Rothwell. What are your two priorities for Ward 3? and two priorities for Hamilton as a whole. Too often, City Council works in silos. To me, Ward 3 priorities should be city priorities. City priorities should be Ward 3 priorities. So unfortunately, I can't tell you either one for specifics, but I will tell you that I think that we should all be looking at community safety. We should be trying to create good-paying jobs. We've got far too much precarious employment, especially in Ward 3. We need to have good roads that work for everybody. And we need to have a transit system that we can all be proud of. What are three skills that you will bring to elected office that make you the best choice to represent Hamiltonians on city council? I've always had the ability to kind of find the, the balanced approach. We need to understand that Hamilton has many varying viewpoints and priorities, and we need to figure out how to balance them all. Once you find a balanced way to do that, you tend to come up with the best solutions. I've always been good at big picture management, understanding how each decision affects another one. There's really no silver bullet that's actually going to make the ward or the city great. Everything affects everything else. Every decision affects every decision. Every priority affects every priority. 
But all the time, I've always been good at collaboration, working with others, trying to understand where they're coming from and to create the best solutions. Ward 3 includes areas within the downtown Hamilton secondary plan, the BIAs of Barton and Ottawa, the transit-oriented corridors of King Street and Main Street, and numerous large parcels of urban land in other areas of the ward. As Ward 3 counselor, you will need to decide upon planning applications of various heights, sizes, densities, and uses. You will need to balance numerous competing interests and goals in deciding upon these applications. What will be your process for evaluating development applications, and how will you manage different interests in Ward 3? The different interests, they're competing interests because they're important to those who bring them, and it's always important to listen to all of those interests. I'm also smart enough to realize that I don't know everything, so if there's the opportunity to seek outside expertise to to help with that understanding, I'll always try and use that as well. I think that we all need to work together to try, try and find the best solution to make everything work, but the whole time we need to be trying to move Hamilton forward. Hamilton has a rental housing affordability problem. Ward 3 has seen a significant and marked decrease in affordability during the past decade. How will you address housing affordability in Ward 3 and across Hamilton? This situation's always bothered me. It's always been stated by Hamilton City Council that affordable housing is high on their priority list. All the while, they've been spending four cents on every dollar that was needed. And there's still 7,000 names waiting on that list. I've worked with affordable housing providers in the past and will continue to work with those same providers, as well as new providers as they, as they arrive. But the city needs to take a larger role. The last number I heard was 170 units that were unrentable right now. To me, that's unacceptable. We need to find a way to get those, those units back into operation. We can't just rely on other levels of government to do things. The city needs to actually take a, a forward role on that. Another way that we might look at it is incentivizing landlords to maintain good, affordable housing. We've tried the route of trying to punish landlords. Really, all that amounts to, or all that gets us, is landlords do greater work to try and get around those fines. Why don't we try incentivizing them instead to do, do things? Laneway housing is another way that we could possibly do it, but we do the laneway housing where it makes sense. And we also need to look at city properties, all of the vacant city properties that may be around, and look at them for possibilities for conversion to affordable housing. What are two changes you will propose to improve city services? Every time I've gone to City Hall to try and accomplish anything, there was miles upon miles upon miles of red tape. We need to cut down on some of that red tape. We need to start meeting some of these requests to accomplish things. Instead of answering no automatically, we need to start looking at answering it with yes, but we need to deal with this. Another way that I'd like to improve city services, I want to ensure that everyone gets a prompt response from the city councilor's office. Too often, the city councillor fails to get back to their constituents. To me, that's just wrong. I, I would pledge to get back to anyone who called my office at the first opportunity. What are two changes you will propose to improve quality of life in Hamilton? One of the greatest ways to improve quality of life is to make sure that everyone's need, everyone is able to meet their own needs. So to do that, I would be looking for opportunities to create good-paying jobs. Again, we've got far too much precarious employment in in Ward 3. We need to move people beyond that. We need to get them into more stable jobs with benefits and insurance and a livable wage. I'd also like to continue to improve access to education. I've worked with 
Mohawk City School to establish their campuses throughout the city. It allows for people to get a start, get a leg up on a college education. And one of the first things that I did when I was part of the Eva Rothwell Board of Directors was I was part of the group that brought Pathways to Education to Hamilton. Pathways to Education is a mentoring program for high school students to help them to graduate and carry on into higher education. Hamilton City Council decided against ranked balloting. Ranked balloting enables voters to choose by prioritizing candidates, such as the top three, they feel qualified for public office and best able to represent them. What is your position on ranked ballots? I'm actually in favor of ranked ballots. The simple majority that we currently have may not actually reflect a true majority of thought. In my own ward race, there's 13 candidates. I think it'll be We'll be hard-pressed to see any one candidate take a true majority of all of the votes. By using ranked balloting, it will actually give a more balanced feel to the, the views of the ward or the city as a whole. How will you improve civic governance and engagement during the next four years? My history is in the resident associations, and I'd really like to continue to work with those, those groups closely. I'd like to organize a community council much along the lines as I've understood Councillor Farr and Councillor Vanderbeek have in the past. There may be others, but those are the two that I know of. But I'd always want to be accessible. One of the ways that I've been thinking about that is I'd like to explore the possibilities of taking the ward councillor's office on the road and actually do office hours out in the community. We have a lot of wonderful facilities throughout the ward, and I think it would be a great idea if we could actually bring the ward councillor to the residents, as opposed to forcing the residents always to come down to City Hall. How will the City of Hamilton's strategic plan guide your decision-making in hiring a new city manager, and what qualities do you seek in a new city manager? Wow, the new city manager that comes on board, he's going to have big shoes to fill, and he's coming in at at a really interesting time. I really think that uh, our next city manager has to have a good balance of government, corporate, and community experience to get the best results. Politics is the art of allocating limited resources and compromising to find solutions. How will you do so? Well, as I said, my history is in the community associations, and uh, to accomplish things, we're forced to work with with limited resources and, and do the best that we can to find the best solution. So I've always encouraged everyone else to work with anybody and everybody that they possibly can to find the best solutions, but to always look for a win-win on that. Understanding what's important to others is also important to help you get to the best results. Really, those are really the basics of conflict resolution, and it's amazing how well they actually coincide with working with limited resources within a city. It's 2022. The public record is writing a review of the four-year council term that is just ending. What three words do you hope we will use to describe your term on council? And what three words do you hope will describe council as a whole? One of the greatest traits that people tell me I have is that I'm straightforward. So I hope that that continues in in four years' time. So straightforward would be one word that I would hope to see. Efficient and resourceful would also be. Words for council, I would love to see the words collaborative, productive, and achievement associated with the 2022 council. Thank you. That's the end of the prepared questions you were sent in advance. Do you have any closing remarks that you wish to share? Thanks, Joey. The funny thing about platforms is that all issues intersect and affect each other. No single solution will make the city great all on its own. A balanced platform is needed to ensure that Hamilton and Ward 3 remain the best place to live, 
work, and play, and to continue our legacy as my favorite nickname, The Ambitious City. You can view my platform at GoWithRow.com. Thanks. Thank you for joining us today. I wish to thank the Central Branch of the Hamilton Public Library for the use of the sound studio where we recorded this podcast today. This has been Episode 83 of the Public Records, The 155 Podcast. The Public Record is Hamilton's local, independent, reader-funded news outlet. This podcast is made possible by members of the Public Records Press Club. Visit thepublicrecord.ca to learn more and listen to all episodes of the 155 podcast. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed. The Public Record is a member of the National News Media Council, a voluntary self-regulatory organization that deals with journalistic practices and ethical behavior. To learn more about the Media Council, visit the Media Council at mediacouncil.ca. Thank you for listening. See you at the polls on October 22nd.